you want basketball, we got you. What about plays on the turf? We got you covered. Or maybe even a knock right out of the park. We give you our takes on the latest sports news, music, and anything training around the world. You are now in the clutch with Mia and Malik. What is going on, y'all? We back. Episode four. Four. Episode yeah. four. In the Clutch Podcast. Nia, how you doing? I'm great, Malik Brown. It's uh it's it's storming out there. You yeah, good on that a, side? It's a it's a it's a bad day. Yeah. But I think we're gonna push through. I think this weather is uh I think it understands what we're going through and we got we gotta let these people know about what's going on in the world. They not this storm not going it's not gonna stop us. It's not gonna facts. stop us. Big not facts. today. Big facts. Not today. Big facts. So we got a lot to talk man, about. We got some good stuff today, y'all. We got some good stuff. Clutch update. You gotta be kidding me. Music roundup. It's a lot of good stuff to talk about. And why not start it off better with the last dance? Oh man. Last two episodes dropped on Sunday night. And crazy, just like the other past Sundays, just a lot to take, a lot we didn't know. But hey man. The first thing they started off with was Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan. Now I know at the end of episode eight, they had a little snippet of Reggie and Michael and Reggie said something along the lines of, he said he wanted to, he wanted to take down Jordan. He felt like all these other teams, they, they had the opportunity, but he knew that this was probably going to be the Bulls last run. And he was like, he wanted to be the guy to, to be known as the person to just dethrone Jordan, just be the person to take him out. How do you feel about that? He was almost successful. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Reggie brought it. He brought all the smoke. He did. Um, oh. But, you know, Michael's always going to be one step ahead. And, you know. <laughs> Look, he was one step ahead. It episode nine started out so freaking crazy because yeah. again, that moment when Reggie and Michael, the beef was instant, you know, yeah. um, shout out to the director, you know, because he directed everything in this documentary so freaking well, shout, shout out to Jason, shout out to Jason, shout out Jason, to those editors. Um, a little thing that people didn't know, I actually read this earlier today is that, you know, we, of course, us being in quarantine due to COVID-19, of course, Twitter bullied everyone into uh, releasing Thanks. this documentary. And Thanks. they had zero episodes put together. So shout out to them for making it happen. Right. They have been on Zoom, call for the, Zoom calls for the past three hours, creating this documentary. 
Um, it was a lot. And on top of that, I believe two or three editors had uh, got COVID. So that was kind wow. of a setback too. And you would never even have known that they went through all of this, all of the editing, all of directing, all of putting this um, documentary together through via Zoom. Zoom, that is Malik. Wild. That is very wild. A Zoom call. A Zoom all it took call. Was a Zoom call. So, shout out to them for making it happen. Shout out to ESPN. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to all the editors and everybody who uh, had some type of responsibility of putting together this amazing documentary. I don't know where my Twitter family is going next. I don't know what we're going to watch next, but shout out to them for making it happen. But back Man. to the documentary. I just had to give my shout out. No, nah, shout out for real. Honestly, I feel like they, they still got some footage left. Oh, yeah. They have to have some oh, yeah. footage left on this documentary. We did not see, we didn't see enough. I don't think I saw enough. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I wanted more, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. care if it was 20 parts. I would have watched all 20 parts, Malik. Seriously, yes. I really would have. Um, but you know, going back to Reggie Miller, because he made a mistake. Because I don't know if nobody do. understands that Michael obviously had a hit list for everybody who disrespected him yeah. on the courts. And he said, you're Michael Jordan, question mark. <laughs> you know, Michael used that as fuel and he added him to his list. Cause basically, you know, he said like, you're Michael Jordan. Like this is, this, this is what all the hype is about. This, this is, is you? it. Oh man. You made a mistake there, Reggie, because you know. Actually, no, he didn't make that mistake because imagine if he would have never said that to Michael. Then what? And you know, you can say that for almost every opponent that Michael Jordan has faced. Because it seems like every opponent he's, he's went up against, somebody has said something to him yes. that just ticked him off or was just like, okay, bet. Have you, have you seen that Cam Newton meme? Where he's like, look, he's like, okay, I got you. <laughs> That's exactly how Michael Jordan is. He was literally like this the whole series. Yeah. And yeah. when Reggie said that, I don't even, I think Reggie said that like prior to like a while back. Hey, and, way back. Yes. Like way back. And he you remembered. He remembered. He remembered. Yeah. And so, you know, Reggie referring him referring only to him as the black cat uh that black cat i'm sorry black jesus or jordan he Man. never referred to him as michael jordan ever again and that's insane i honestly think that the pace because they've said he said it he said the paces were probably one of the toughest teams outside of the pistons that actually gave them a run for their money they they took them to seven games Mm -hmm. They were physical. And they were on the brink of almost losing. They down. It was what he said about seven minutes left, and it's crazy that you think about it. Seven minutes left, and they're worried about a possession, like possession by possession. Seven minutes left. That's how. I guess that's how crazy the league was back then. Like you had to lock in and just be focused the whole fourth quarter. And this team, let me think. The let me look. The pit, not the Pistons, the Pacers. They had Reggie Miller. They had Jalen Rose coming off the bench. They had Mark Jackson. They had the Davis brothers, Travis Best. This team 
was stacked. And I think they were prepared for the Bulls. But like Reggie Miller said, that championship DNA is something different, man. For sure. It's something. For sure. It's never over until the fat lady sings. And I know a lot of people were looking at uh, Larry Bird's, you know, reaction to when Reggie hit that shot. Yeah. But it's like Michael Jordan is going to get the ball. And y'all know how it's going to go. But let's not get too excited there, okay? But Scotty blowing two important and key free throws. Two. Two. There you give it to Reggie Miller. Mm. Now, mm. that push off, do you think that, that would have been called now? For sure. Oh, without a doubt. Today? Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. going to the other, that's going to the other side. That's oh, come going, on. Let's go to the other team. Come on. No, first of all, I'm sorry. We're going to do the coaches challenge now. Remember that, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. For so, sure. You know, and then <sighs> Michael got that ball back and hit that amazing double clutch shot, even though he didn't make it. He was in the clutch. It just. Yeah, that's it. It that's went it. in and then came out. That's it. That's it. That's all that's it. it. I would have been scared, honestly. If I were to pace, I was like, yo, this is not, this is, this is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that looked like a great series, honestly. Down oh, yeah. seven games, man. Reggie Miller and the Pacers, they were about it. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But then you got to – now you're going over to the Jazz, all right? Carl Malone getting MVP over MJ? Oh, you know that added fuel yeah. to his fire. Yeah. You know it, that. It did. It did. Every Like I said, everything, this man was just like, okay, cool. Bet. I got you. And, bro, the, the, the Jazz were not a team to mess around with either. Because mm. y'all Stockton – John Stockton and the boys, they were a complete team mm-hmm. from, from offense to defense. And Carl Malone, he deserved MVP the way he was hooping in the finals for sure, both in 97 and 98. But I know that they did go back after they did show the Pacers series, they did go back to the 97 finals when Carl Malone did when, uh, when he won MVP. And that was, that was a good series as well. Yeah, yeah. Great series. Yeah. Speaking of Utah, so we all found out something very, very wild that none of us have ever known over the past how many years now? 20-plus years? Too many. That Jordan's flu game was actually food poisoning, Malik Brown. Food poisoning. Our whole lives, we have been lied to. But I get it because who wants to buy a shoe food poisoning 12s? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> so, I mean, flu game, flu game sounds good, you know, but they poison this man's food. And I'm you curious think so? to know. You think I, so? I don't know. But it, why did it take five people to bring me a pizza? And I'm curious to know how this phone call was like, hey, Michael Jordan is hungry. Can you bring him a pizza at 1 a.m.? And a lot of people, yeah. And a lot of people were shading Michael for eating pizza at 1 a.m. But my God, I mean, the man was hungry, you know? 
But it took five people to bring you a pizza. I personally would not be eating anything if it's just suspect to me. It's suspect. Five people bring you a pizza. Then you say the man's name saying it's, it's for Michael Jordan. And then the funny thing, did you hear about him spitting on the pizza to make sure nobody ate the pizza but him? See, you know what? And my mom always says, God don't like ugly. <laughs> and just in that moment, Michael, that was ugly. But you know what? He still hooped his butt off. That, that man, let me, let me tell you something about MJ. MJ is different. He is a different is. breed. Okay? Now, we all thought for our entire lives that he played with the flu. But you played with food poisoning. Malik, if I had food poisoning, I wouldn't even be able to leave my bed. So I'm you played playing. an entire game? That's hard. He played 44 minutes. That's hard. 38 points. Dang near about to pass out on the floor. So big shout out to Mike. I have the utmost respect for this man, whether if you like him or not, he is going to give his all to this game. And he did not let food poisoning stop him because I'm sure whatever happened with making this pizza we don't know what really happened. We don't know if it right. was any malicious meanings behind it, but I'm sure a lot of people expected him not to play in this game. Yeah. And they went up through to that game and game six, that, that iconic game in 98 is man, just looking at that shot. But even before the shot, 41 seconds left, they're down. Jordan hits the layup, comes back on defense. Steals the ball from Carl Malone. He said John Stockton probably didn't even see him. Stole the ball from Carl Malone. And then after that, the, the rest is history. The rest is history. Man. He played Scottie Pippen. His back was messed up the whole game. And I, I, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, Scottie Pippen, because I know we talked about this last week. Scottie Pippen may have not been bad after all because – if we think about a normal NBA player, they're probably going to go out just like Scottie Pippen with a back injury. But if you put Michael Jordan in that situation with a, with a messed up back, Michael Jordan is probably going to still hoop regardless. He's not going to be a decoy like Scottie said he was. So just the fact that Michael Jordan, like his heart just was up a notch of everybody you can't bring down the other players that were just in the moment, just normal. Like you can't do that. And speaking of, um, I don't know if you've noticed this. This is just my opinion, Malik. This is Nia's hot take. Um, I thought that Michael from episode one to episode 10, you could see his growth within himself, trusting his teammates. Yes. He really, really trusted his teammates. And one of his teammates that, you know, embraced being a role player was Steve Kerr. His story is absolutely story. incredible. And I have even more respect for Steve Kerr. Yes. Because he is all around a class act, you know, and it's crazy because I know it was asked that they ever bond over, you know, the tragedies that they both experienced, Michael and Steve, with their fathers being murdered. Yeah. You know, and Steve said they never talked about it, but that's one story I never even knew. I never knew about Steve's right. dad. Um, and, you know, gosh, 
just hearing him talk about it, he just was choking up. It was, yeah, that was sad. Yeah. It was very sad. And, you know, I know I'm sure like if his dad was still here, he would be so proud of him because you really went from being a kid who played barely in high school. You barely got a scholarship to college and you basically used your pain for motivation to make you a better basketball player. Right. You know, you made it to the league. You were on one of the best teams in NBA history. And not to mention, he took one of the biggest shots of his career. In 97. One of the biggest, biggest shots. Because you know what? Going back to Michael, trusting his teammates. Right. And oh my gosh, I laughed so hard when Michael said, Steve, you, you ready? Like, this is all you basically. Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> I'm you. ready. I'm ready. You know, <laughs> but he was so excited. And the fact that, I don't know how, would you, how, would, how you would feel, Malik Brown, but if Michael Jordan trusted me so freaking much to take a crucial shot in order for us to win, man, man I would feel like to feel on top wow. of the line. Yeah. So most certainly, um, Steve Kerr's story is so inspiring. It's, it's um, gosh, man. I just, big shout out to Steve Kerr. Seriously. For real. Um, very happy ending story. And then, of course, just seeing what he's doing now as a coach, it's just right. I, like I really even have more respect for you because you are a legend, you know? Right. And I think one thing that stuck out to me with that whole story of him was after his, after his dad died, his mom said that he just really soaked himself into basketball. Like that was what kept him going. And with our interview with Jared Johnston, um, talking about making – just making an identity out of sports. Like I just felt like after that moment, that was his identity. And I don't think it was for the bad either. I feel like this was for the good and it really made him a better player, made him a better person. And he's been the same person. I feel like I was looking at Steve Kerr now when, when he was talking, when he was back in, in the nineties, like same person, same attitude, same funny guy. That uh right same haircut the post game I mean the uh speech after they won saying that's my story and I'm sticking to it about him taking the shot it's it's Steve Kerr yeah he's a great guy yeah yeah you know who's another good guy who's very misunderstood um Dennis Rodman boy oh boy Dennis 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 ditched his team in the middle of the finals. To go be in the WWE. So go be a wrestler for a night. For one night only. <laughs> but you know who was there too? Carl Malone. Carmel. I saw Please a video on Twitter. It. I don't know what was the timeline from when I saw this video. I should have looked. Uh, but Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman were <laughs> they were on a WWE match. That is one wild story. No, that's but you know what? Dennis lived his life because personally for me, it's basically showing like, look, what I do on the court is what I do on the court. I, right. I'm getting rebounds. I'm getting, I'm getting scrappy. I'm defending. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing my role and I'm doing my part. We're winning, yeah. whatever. Don't bother me once I leave that gym. Cause I'm going to go do whatever the heck I want to do. 
and right. I'll be back to finish business. And that's what he did. I mean, he you can't be business. mad at the man, you know? Can't be mad at him. He ain't go get arrested. He ain't out on the street drunk and all over the place and right. crazy and stuff. Or maybe nobody has ever said that. But he handled his business on the court. Couldn't nobody tell him nothing. And came and, back and had one of the biggest games that night. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shout out to Phil Jackson because he wasn't one of those coaches you know, of course, the media was asking, oh, well, where's Dennis Rodman? He's, Dennis isn't here. He kept it real. But see, he knows Dennis. Right. That's, that's a coach knowing their players and their player personnel is that, I don't know if my coach will let me do that. Like, hey, girl, I'm going to LA. I'll be back. See y'all in a little bit, you yeah. know? Um, but they let Dennis be Dennis. I think something... With Dennis and I have to say with these players today that we have, it's like they go off and do these extracurricular activities, you know, you see them on social media or whatnot. Then they come back on the field or they come back on the court and they have a horrible game. And then that's when the media comes and they're like, oh, I saw you were, you know, with this person or you were at this place. And did this affect your game? And then that's when things just start getting boiling and just start get boiled over. And Dennis Rodman was different. He went out and did what he had to do, went to Vegas and all these different places, came back, ran off, ran off on them twice, ran off on the media twice. (laughs) No, Malik, that was crazy. I said, okay, y'all are going to try and sneak out Dennis Rodman, good luck with this, because I already knew I already knew in my mind that he was gonna get caught up with the media. Yeah. And I mean, everybody started running. And you know, back in the day, they had those heavy, heavy cameras. So you just see media just running. <laughs> <laughs> the media, I ain't never seen the Man. media run that fast in my life. <laughs> Plus, it was the, papar- the paparazzi run like that, but boy, I ain't never seen no NF- no NFL, NBA media run like that before. Well, when he it's said crazy. it was 300 media uh, media outlets and, and journalists and all the other good stuff out there, I mean, I knew somebody was going to see him. I mean, come yeah. on. Really? True. Really? We're talking Dennis Rodman. The hair is already, yo, that's already one spot you can look at. Nice. Say nobody has that color here. Oh, that's Dennis Rodman. Come on. Yeah. No. 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 But hey, iconic. That was an icon- iconic, iconic moment. I mean, you can't get that. I'm sorry, but I don't think we will ever see the era of basketball back then. We won't ever see that again because that yeah. was just that was a different time. That was I a really fun time. It seemed like watching it back then because it just seemed more exciting and more free now it's just so you can't do nothing yeah you can't you you ruined everything yeah you can't well well, we were born we were like one maybe yeah maybe you know i didn't care about michael jordan when i was one though (laughs) i I don't know what i was caring about milk you know (laughs) goo goo gaga (laughs) change my diaper right Right. But at least we were we were born through like iconic time. I mean, yeah. 97, 97 babies. Shout out to all the ninety seven babies. Right. And so after that, I mean, basically the end was just talking about how they thought Michael Jordan thought that he could have got the team back together that one last year. 
I believe he would. I wholeheartedly believe that if they wanted to go for a four-peat, they could have done it. They could have. They could have done it. And even though Scotty was worn out, he had all his injuries and stuff, he would have stuck it through. Like, yeah. I love just, just to see how much Michael evolved. Again, going back to what I said earlier, how he's evolved as a teammate. Mm-hmm. And he gets all his teammates on board. I mean, even his coach mm-hmm. trusted in him because Phil yep. would have definitely stayed for another year. Michael, uh, Dennis, Scotty, Steve. I mean, everybody would have stayed. And they definitely could have went for a 4 I think, because I know, I know you've seen uh, ESPN dropping, like, top five NBA basketball teams this, recently this week. I think if they would have got that, that 4 it would have been no question. Everybody's list should have had that Bulls team, number one, for sure, on everybody's list. Because yeah. I saw a lot of wacky lists. Kendrick Perkins had a – oh, Kendrick Perkins was on one with his list. But besides him – yeah, if that four P would have happened, if Scotty would have came back, Michael, Rodman, Steve Kerr, they would have had a chance for real. Yeah, but um, everybody, everybody left. But okay, and it's so much of just so much he said and he said, you know, about what was the future for the ninety eight ninety nine team, and um. You know, of course, uh, Jerry Cross, he wasn't feeling it, you know. Um, I I don't know. It's just, it seemed like to me that, you know, you wanted to make all these executive decisions off of emotions because you didn't like this person or you didn't like that person. But honestly, this person is the reason why your franchise is the best franchise in the freaking league, Yeah, you know. And personally, you know, again, we don't know the full story, um, but it just didn't look good. And then, I mean, you come back next season and your team is trash. You're 13 and 37. You're in a lockout. You have a a head coach who's never even had an experience of coaching an NBA team. You have all new players. You have young guys. Um, None of your team who won – with yeah. you, except for a couple of uh, guys who, you know, were role players or sat on the bench are coming back. And so it's like, you did all that for what? But at the same time, at the end, Scottie Pippen did say, you got to give, you got to give him credit. Got to give yeah. Jerry credit. Oh, for gotta sure. Got to give him where it's due. For sure. Got to give credit where it's due. Without a doubt. Definitely. For sure. And despite... You know, whether if they could have gone for four Pete or not, you know, they did some incredible things, but you could tell that Mike still had no closure from that and that he really, really wanted to go for another championship. He was literally hanging it up when he was playing some of his best basketball. The, well, another because, number two, part two. Come but on. That's, but that's because of the circumstances that was going on. The first thing you said at the beginning of the 98 season is nobody, you know, we're not bringing back uh, Phil Jackson or whatever he said um, that Michael had said that he said at the beginning, yeah. of, you know, and it's like, okay, I've already told you if Phil is not coaching me, I'm not coming back. He'd rather just retire. Yeah. And that's what he did. That. 
somebody said that to me at the beginning of the season and then went back on their word at the end after all of this. After I all probably of this. would have been like, hey, you know what? I think I'm a I'm, I'm a head, head out. out. Mm-hmm. Much Bob. I'm a head out. So uh it was a powerful ending to episode 10. Um I got pretty emotional because what Phil did, and you could tell Phil, shout out to Phil Jackson. Um, because he really cared for his players deeply you know it wasn't just a business to him it was his team and you rarely in my opinion you rarely especially now in today's um today's world in the NBA life you don't really see coaches that really really care about their players because he did a uh what was it like the the fire pit thing, you know? The fire pit thing, yep. Put everybody. Everybody wrote everything thoughts, down. Yep. Your last mm-hmm. thoughts. And it, I could, I'm sure, for sure, it was very emotional for all of them yeah. because you're never going to get this back, you know? But it was a beautiful run. It was a beautiful ending, even though I'm sure they wanted to go for another one. It ended just the way it was supposed to. It was supposed to. And the fact that Michael did get emotional saying such kind things about each of his teammates, I'm sure everybody's perspective about Mike changed because they saw a different side of him that they've never seen before. Right. So um, powerful ending, man, you know, very, very powerful ending. I thought that this was directed beautifully. Um, From start to finish. From start to finish. From start to finish. I really wish we could get more, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I'm satisfied with this. Um, I hope that Scott Burrell is doing okay because he was bullied the entire series. <laughs> he was bullied Man. the entire series, but you know what? Shout out to him. And too. shoot, we need to check on Brian Russell too. Oh, yeah. We need to check on him because, uh, He's he was another one that he was another one of Jordan's targets too. That man yeah. can't you you retired when I was I'm trying because you know I'm gonna lock you up. You don't say that to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan remembered that. And you got that was dropped. like two, three years back. You you got dropped the last well, I mean, would you consider that a push off? It's more of like here, take really your seat. Yeah. Take your seat, you know? But his last shot. His last shot of his career. Somebody call Russell. Yeah. He needs some milk. Check on that man. <laughs> but anyway, it's the last dance. 10, 10. Amazing. I'm actually going to go watch it again from all from episode one to episode 10 because that's just how much I love that documentary. Man. Hopefully we get something like that again. But probably not anytime soon. No, not anytime soon, but definitely something else big is in the works. Um, yeah. Wholeheartedly believe that. Might be about Kobe. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Shout out to Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. Shout out to Bing. We miss you. We miss you, Kobe. All right, man. On to some more NBA news, some current NBA news. The NBA is moving on from Spalding. Mm, that's just and the way with Wilson. Things will never be the same. Something's not right. Why? I mean, you're a hooper, Mia. What? What ball feels better? Mm. All right, Nia's hot take. 
I'm going to say Wilson. Wilson. The people have spoken. I'm going to say Wilson. Maybe because I grew up, like, most of the AAU tournaments, most Mm -hmm. of high school, all of college, we use Wilson. Mm -hmm. The wave ball, uh, Evo, all that stuff. So um, it's just weird because now we won't be able to use the reference from Love and Basketball, you know. Spalding. Man. Shout out to Spalding. But um, yeah, man, changes. Changes. Yeah, Nia, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I read that uh this is gonna be I think the WNBA is gonna change. I think I th- and I think the G I League. And the G League. And yes. 2K yes. League. Yes, yes, and, yes, 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 yes. But I don't think they're all they're not all gonna change all at the same time i think it's right. gonna be like different right increments. So, right but yeah this right. is this is a major change yeah Wilson i got mean that money. yeah i mean wow i mean spalding is iconic though i mean i i have a couple of spalding balls in my garage so um i don't know we'll see i mean what is it 2021 22 season so yeah 2021 22 NBA making moves. Just changing we'll see one what the players have to say about this. Yeah, For I'm sure. curious to know because, you know, once you get that ball and it's like, oh, I don't like how this feels. I don't like the yeah. grip on it. But I think they'll be fine. I mean, Wilson's, a, Wilson's pretty good. Wilson's yeah. pretty good. All right, next story. Back to NFL. These owners are voting on a resolution that would improve a team's draft position if it hires a person of minority as a head coach or general manager. Oh, they should have just said black person, huh? You know what? Um, The NFL, I have a lot of thoughts because I am really just sick of why is it so hard for black people to strive in this league? And You can agree to disagree with me, but it's just been so much kind of like racial, like stuff, like stupid stuff. Like this is, this This is is ignorance. This is, this is terrible. This is terrible. And then it makes you go back to think as to like everything that's been going on. Of course, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, I think that we're thinking too deep into this. And sometimes, you know, just... It's not because of race. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of saying it's not because of... Really? So you're going to reward people now for doing what they're supposed to do when it comes to black coaches? Are you kidding me? Really, the NFL? You get an upgraded draft pick for, for hiring a black person. That's crazy. So you, you throwing out Incentives. Incentives. For doing what you're supposed to do. You got to be kidding me. And the NFL, they just recently, they just said they kind of, they, they got the rules together. So they're requiring clubs to interview at least two external minority candidates for head coach openings and one minority candidate for any coordinator job. Honestly, that's, Malik, it's, that's what they're it's, holding on. So. It's sad that we're still even having these conversations. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm seriously, seriously over it. Because it's like, we are still 
having these conversations about black coaches getting hired. And now you're making up incentives for black coaches to get hired. It's really that deep. Because I know there's a, there's a lot of qualified black coaches out there. It is. Yeah. Plenty. Why don't I got a job? Because it's not, it's not about race, Malik. It's not about it's race. Four, it's about four black coaches in the league. How many That's teams crazy. is in the NFL? 32? Wait a minute. How many black players are in the league? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm so over it. Like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous that we are still having this conversation in 2020. When are things going to change about this league when it comes to race? When it comes to equality, it's ridiculous. We shouldn't have to upgrade a pick or we shouldn't have to interview this and this and that. Like, it should just be natural. It's not, it feels forced. That's what it feels like to me. It's not genuine. And that's what pisses me off is that it's not coming from a genuine standpoint as to, you know what? Why don't we just, why is there no diversity when it comes to, when it comes to head coaching positions Mm -hmm. or coaching positions, period. So I got a lot to say, NFL, and honestly, it's not nice. It's not nice. And coming from an African-American woman, not cool. Oh, yeah. Now when these, these, black, these black coaches come in and get interviewed, they, they're not going to feel right. It's not gonna, they're going to be like, shoot, am I just getting interviewed because this is the requirement? Or am I getting interviewed because my skills can bring something special to the team? Like, you never know. But imagine if Twitter would have never said anything. Imagine if we didn't have any journalists or writers writing about this issue. Guess what? We wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Under the rug. Under the rug. Like they do everything else. Just like they do every single thing. It's honestly, it's sick. Gotta do better. It's disgusting. Come on, NFL. Come on. Ron James. Man. LeBron James. LeBron James. He is producing a docuseries on the Astros cheating scandal. And you know, he was not happy he when was everything mad. was coming out. He wasn't happy. What is his tweet said? Listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports. And then I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title, I found out about it, I would be freaking irate. I mean, like, uncontrollable about what I could or would do. All right. Well, they're naming the docuseries Sign Language. When I heard about this story, when I first heard about what the Astros did, it was a lot of mixed emotions about when I was talking to multiple people. Some people were like, yeah, man, they need to go down for this. And other people were like, is it really cheating? Like, I mean, they got to hit the ball. I mean, is it really cheating? Like, I'm like, yo, if you know what I'm about to do, you're cheating. There's no if, ands, or buts. Cheating is cheating, regardless. The Astros need to, yo, and <laughs> when the season started, uh, I think it was, it wasn't. Spring training when they were starting like getting it back in groove of things 
uh, the teams that were playing the Astros, they were trying to like, int- I think they were trying to intentionally hurt them with that baseball. Cause they were trying to intentionally hurt them and they was just throwing balls at them. Cause mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. That really is not good for the league at all. I wouldn't even know how I would feel, you know, and the frustration that I know a lot of these players in the MLB felt because it's like, I've worked so hard. I worked my tail off and y'all basically gave a title to a bunch of cheaters. And let him keep it. Sucks, man. I'm excited to see <clears throat> what LeBron James and his crew put together. Um, yeah. I'm sure it'd be very detailed. I'm sure the moment it came out, that just, he said, you know what? I want to make a docuseries on it. So I'm really interested to see how this is going to turn out. But um, shame on you, Astros. Shame on you. And whoever else was involved. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. So the Ball Brothers are signing with Jay-Z's Rock Nation Sports ABB. Agency. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, after a failed attempt to make this big baller brand as big as it was supposed to be, I mean, moving to Jay-Z's Rock Nation, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think yeah. it's bad at all. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, for LeVar and the Ball family, um, it's trial and error, you know. At least he's getting out and he's trying to market his kids. He's yeah. trying to market their brand and stuff like that. So it's like you can't really be mad at him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he failed at a couple of things. But guess what? I've never seen anybody work as hard as LeVar Ball and making sure that his sons are straight. Are great. They're going to always be good. They're gonna That's always one be good. thing. They're going to always be good. So um, I think it's dope. I cannot wait to see what comes out of it. Um, of course, with uh, the 2020 NBA draft coming up soon, of course, we all want to see where Melo ends up. So shout out to Rock, uh, Rock Nation. I think one thing that really changed, like, which really just made a whole 180 of this whole this whole ball family thing was the fact that I think Lonzo began to just speak up for himself. Yeah. Because at the beginning, I mean, it felt like LeVar was just taking over their mm-hmm. lives, just speaking for them, mm-hmm. writing checks that they had to cash. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Lonzo, the older brother, mm-hmm. came up and stepped up and said, you know, it's my life. Mm-hmm. I understand you, my dad. I love you and everything, but I got to do this for me. Yeah. You can still be that dad that supports me or whatnot, but yeah. at the end of the day, I'm the one that got to put these shoes on. I'm the one that got to go out there and perform. All you going to do is just sit there and talk, but I got to be the one to push it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think for LeVar's defense, like, yes, he was a little overboard in some instances. but. For sure. Um, I just believe that he, he believes in his kids so much, you know, that's why he, he does all these crazy takes. He says what he wants to say because he's yep. like, these are my kids. If, if your parents believe in you, that means I can go do anything. Mm-hmm. That's it. I sat down the episode last week with Michael Jordan's dad because of the confidence and the motivation and the, the inspiration that he instilled in Michael mm-hmm. is because that's how, that's who Mike is today, basically. And so, 
LeVar, I mean, you know, you can't be bad at him for doing what a a father is supposed to do with his kids. He gonna always believe in his kids, whether if you like it or not, you know? So, um, I would like to see how this plays out. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got some more NFL news. Facilities opened on Tuesday. Uh, clubs cannot have more than 50% of their personnel inside the facility at the same time. Coaches can't come back yet because they think it's going to promote competitive equity and players can't go unless they're rehabbing an injury or whatnot. So we're getting closer, I guess. Yeah. Getting closer. Baby steps, baby steps, yeah. baby steps. Um, but I mean, Hey, sports is trying to make a comeback, you know? Yeah. Um, and we just have to take it one day at a time. And honestly, like we cannot rush it. Um, if there's ever a reason that we need to cancel something or something just needs to be postponed Mm -hmm. then so be it, but you know, cool for the NFL. Uh, glad to see their back out there. So, Hey, you still salty about that. Uh, the other story, ain't you? Oh yes. I'm hot. I can, I can hear it in your voice. I'm hot about that i'm hot i'm gonna be hot for about i'm going to be hot about it for a very very Uh, long time (laughs) seriously seriously well let me just let me just take your mind off of that uh let me let me tell you a funny story about spencer dinwiddie so boy he is big on bitcoins or whatnot and he started to go fund me for almost 24 million dollars and if the people get to that, to that amount, he's going to let his fans decide where he plays. Not this season coming up, but I think the next season because he's still on contract for mm-hmm. this through this season. So, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie is is changing the game. How much money has he raised? Let me tell you how much money he has raised. Now, this is an update from Sunday. Sunday afternoon, he had raised less than a thousand dollars. And the math says he opened the page Friday and accumulating one thousand dollars every two days would require one hundred and thirty-six years of fundraising to reach the target. My God. Spencer Dinwoody and the fans are not going to get what they want. They're not going to get what they want. It's a cool idea because I've heard that Spencer Dinwiddie was trying to use his three-year contract that he signed for an investment. So he's real big on this stock and investing in things, but that was a big goal. $24 million? Yeah. A lot of dip on his chip there. I like the effort. E for effort, Spencer. Yeah. You get E for effort, but $24 million? Yeah. And yeah. I think the funniest thing was his length. You know, it had a picture. It had him. It had three pictures of him. It had him in a Nets jersey in the middle. And on the side, it had him in a Lakers jersey and him in a Clippers jersey. He made this. He made this. So he already know. He probably already knows what the fans going to say. He already, he already guessing. Okay. Hey, man. Mr. Dinwood, you, you different. 
okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is, okay. Uh, all right, okay. now, going back to some football. <laughs> going back to some football. Huh. Former Alabama quarterback, Talia. Not going to say the last name because that's still a difficult thing for me. He's transferring to Maryland. Yeah, what you said. What's, what's, you know what? What's hard? What's harder? Antetokounmpo or... Because it took me a while to get Giannis' last name. Antetokounmpo. You think so? I said it, though. I see, yeah, I, have that's, to... I said it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I have to say his last name without thinking. Like Tagalovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovovov
Um, but I think it's a great idea that they do play at a centralized location so they can yeah. get the season started. Um, and, you know, for the WNBA, thankfully, you know, of course, this was supposed to be the year for the 2020 Olympics and it happens during their season and they typically take a break. Um, between July and August. And so thankfully they're able to make up the games that, you know, they've missed right. from the beginning and hopefully mm-hmm. can make them up during that time. So um, it's going to be a great, great season. Um, and shout out to her because, you know, they're still going to get paid starting June 1st, yeah. but then, you know, you have 15 players. They might come down to cut them down to 13 rosters and, um, unfortunately, a couple players may get cut even before training camp. Wow. Because of the salary cap. So that sucks. Um, so it's like, you know, I know that everybody is really, really trying to make it work um, financially yeah. and, of course, getting basketball back. Um, so it is pretty huge that she is still making things happen for the players. But, of course, it is unfortunate for those players who may not even have a chance to show off what they can do on the court and uh, get cut. Yeah. Due to financial reasons. Yep. Yep. So uh, hopefully we got some WNBA back too next month, you know, Um, because I I know everybody's waiting patiently. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And speaking of Diana Taurasi, uh, talked to Scott. Van Um, and, you know, a lot of people have told her, and I agree with this, is that, you know, she emulates most of her career, her game from MJ, you know. Um, and she was talking about her personal experience with MJ because she was actually in one of his camps. And then I think when it was her last year before she – it was I think it was her last year before she went off to UConn. Yeah. Um, you know, that MJ does, you know, if you make this free throw or if you make this shot, right. you get a free pair of J's. And so she missed it. And I was surprised to hear that. Cause I mean, like, think about Diana Taurasi. Taurasi? You know what shot? What? Was something and, on the line? And so she said that next year, that following year, she actually became a counselor for that camp. And MJ came and he said, well, hey, Diana, how are those free throws going? <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow, this guy doesn't stop, does he? MJ is a clown. This guy doesn't stop. So you waited a whole year. Say that. To, to say that again. But, you know, I got petty, so much bro. respect. Yeah, he's very petty. petty. So he's very petty. But I got respect for, for both of them, you know, um, because her style of play, her demeanor, um, you know, she has that, that killer instinct mentality too, just like MJ, you know? And, uh, Yo, when I saw, I don't know if it was last year's playoffs or two years ago, but it was one particular moment. She was going off mm-hmm. like she, she, they were down too, I think. And she was going off. And the first person I didn't think about, it wasn't MJ. I was like, yo, this girl look like Kobe out here. She looks she's, like she's hooping. She's a dog. She's a dog. Like, <laughs> Diana Taurasi is the GOAT. She's the GOAT. She's the GOAT. Man, MJ really done impacted a lot of people's lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
some of the greatest players right now, he's impacted, you know? So I never, I didn't even know, you know, until she said that, but it was a really, really funny story. Um, it was cool to just see her perspective and how he's impacted her. And of course, I'm sure he has the utmost respect for her and what she's done for the W. So shout out to DT. Shout out to DT. Hey. But coming up next. Oh boy, you ready, Nia? We got, you gotta be kidding me. We got a lot to talk about. Shake my head. You gotta be kidding me, y'all. All right, guys, we are back with one of the craziest segments we have right now. You gotta be kidding me, Nia. You gotta be kidding me, Malik Brown. What we got? All right. What pizza spot in Utah is responsible for poisoning MJ? Because this entire time, Malik, as we talked about in Clutch Update, is that we all thought that Michael had the flu. Who poisoned him? Who poisoned Michael Jordan? Yo, they might come out with a game for this. You know, I would be curious. Hear me out. What if somebody digs deep and they got a whole story on this? A whole docu-series. Like, not, okay, maybe not a docu-series, like this. but like, like a short feature film on this. I like where you're going. Because this is scandalous. Hear me and out, hear me out. The fact that this was yeah. brushed under the rug and hidden for almost, what, 22, 23 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's responsible? I'm going to be honest with you. If I was a super fan, super fan, super one of those crazy fans that just go hard for their team. I'm working at a piece of spot, 10.30. I get a phone call. You know, Michael Jordan wants a pizza. Hmm. Michael Jordan, you say? Let's see what we can do real quick to this pizza, man. Let's see, let's see if we can get some, uh, some bad cheese or some, or some year-old sauce or some pepperonis that, look, and then we're going to pull up far deep to the spot just to see if it really is him. Because if it really is him, we're going to get him the pizza. But if it really isn't him, we probably still going to get him the pizza. But, yo, that would be a crazy story. Utah is wild. What I no. learned about Utah last night, mm. I thought after what they did to Russell Westbrook in, in the playoff when, when they were just – just taunting him or whatnot and calling him bad names and stuff. It seemed like they did. They did. That's where they got it from back then. I'm curious to know more about this story because now we know he didn't have the flu. He did have the flu. And I would really like to know what pizza spot did, you know, he go to. Um, and was this done in intent? Like, was this done on purpose or but five people, I, I still can't get over five people. I just want to know, how did this phone call go as to placing this man's order? Did we say, hey, Michael Jordan wants a pepperoni pizza with extra sauce? 
thin crust, extra pepperonis. Oh, by the way, it's for Michael Jordan. I'm messing that pizza up. You gotta be kidding me. If, if I'm a fan, if I'm a super fan and I work for that pizza spot, yeah, man, I might just have to do something to that pizza. You gotta be kidding me. Malik, you gotta be kidding me with this one. Mm, Did Jerry horrible. Cross or Jerry Ro- Rosendorf fumble the back going into the 98-99 season? Hell yeah. So Phil okay. Jackson was gone. Michael Jordan retired again. They traded Steve Kerr and Scottie Pippen and they released Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. What were they left with, Nia? Nothing. I'm you got tell you what they were left with. Go ahead. Ron Harper. Okay. They still had Tony Kukos. Tony Kukos was okay. the leading scorer that year. Okay. Okay. Um, they had Brent Barry. Uh, Nia, I don't, I don't want to go any further because um, I just don't know these people's names. So, in other words, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, you know, and I clown behavior, clown behavior, because ninety eight, ninety nine was probably you know you're talking about this is the rebuilding year. Okay, I, you guys are still rebuilding here, almost what twenty years later, but we're not gonna get into that. Um, Jesus, thirteen and thirty seven. You know, and this was an awful time because this was during the NBA lockout. All right. So you're in the NBA lockout. You have new guys, fresh new guys, some, you know, a lot of rookies. You got a new head coach who has no experience of coaching an NBA team. None. Oh, did I mention you're 13 and 37? How do you come off a three-peat and everybody still? And basically playing great basketball, and you decide to go into a rebuild. Who does that? Have you seen that happen since that Tom? Like I'm, I'm, I've been trying to think of a team since last night, and nothing's came to my mind yet. You got to be kidding me! Jesus Christ! Clown behavior! Clown behavior! Yeah. Because you're still re- rebuilding. You're still rebuilding. Come on, Nia. How long y'all gonna rebuild? Clown behavior. Man. Anyways, this one right here had me boiling. This is a true, you gotta be kidding me. Boosie badass. Uh-huh. Putting I'm his foot boozy. in his own mouth not once boozy. again, Malik Brown. Not boozy. This guy was catching even more heat last week over claims that he got an adult woman to perform oral sex on his son and nephew, both at the age of 12 and 13. Oh, wait, it gets better, Malik Brown. He's even justifying it by saying it's better than watching cartoons. That's why they have iPhone 11s. They can watch as much as porn as they want. It's better than them watching cartoons with two men kissing. I am disgusted. Yo. I'm starting to think that Boosie, Boosie, Boosie's different. 
And I don't know if Boosie has an issue. I don't know if he's a homophobe. He is, I don't know if like he's trying his hardest to make sure that his sons aren't, you know, homosexuals or anything of that sort. But sir, this is, this is absurd. And honestly, for me, I would not want my kids staying with this man. I'm sorry. This is a grown man. What? I don't. Are you serious? CPS. CPS. No, please. On the phone right now. Yeah. Because no. ain't, there's no way on this earth. No. no that no, you. No, 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 that's no. not normal. Oh, not to mention he gave oral. The, the woman not only gave oral sex to the nephew and the son, but also to him as well. And he. Did he get on IG Live and say this? Of course. Of course, Malik. Somebody got to take, you know, I always thought that we had to take Twitter from OJ. No. We got, we got to take IG from Boozy. Yes. But you know, I, I remember at one point when he first got out, Boozy didn't even know what the heck Instagram was. So it's just amazing to see now where he's at now and how he's utilizing it. Oh, and not to mention, he's doing these live videos with these women, you know, that are doing some vulgar stuff. And his, his kids are in the background. So he's promoting this. Just watching it and listening to it. and <sighs> It's sick. This is and he not got the okay. nerve to say no kids in the IG Live when the girls come up. No kids. But your sons are inexcused. And then, by the way, you buy them an iPhone 11 so they can watch porn instead of watching two men. Instead of them being kids watching cartoons. You're worried about your kids watching men kiss in cartoons when your kids got an access to an iPhone and they could easily pull up whatever type of porn they want to. That doesn't sound like a kid, a kid's problem. That sounds like a, a parent problem. Yes. Yes. Cause it all stems from the parent. Everything kids do nowadays. For sure. I mean, you can, you can say, okay, they go to school. They may have peers around them that do say some stuff and you know, they might come back home. But as far as, the main stuff that goes on inside this child's brain and how, how they how they activate on a daily basis is from these parents. It's from the parents. Poor parenting, Malik Brown. Like, this isn't okay. And to everybody who is excusing Boosie for this, y'all are just as sick. This is, that's pedophile. Come on. Now imagine, hey. let, let the roles be reversed, Malik. Let him be talking about oh, his yeah. daughters, because not to mention, oh, yeah. Boosie also has daughters. So are you keeping the same energy for your daughters no. as well? No. Of course no. not. Of he course not. He'll somebody if that happened. He'll try to go out there and knock somebody's head off. No. Yeah. No. So it's just like, it's like for me, you know, it's like there's no type of... Um, there's no accountability because, of course, nobody's doing anything. We've talked about it on social media. Everybody expressed how they felt, how disgusted they felt with this situation. And it's, it's not cool. It's not funny. It's not cute. And you're talking about 12 and 13-year-old kids. Kids. Now, granted, maybe at this age, because they are, this is what, middle school age, maybe you do need to have the birds and the bees talk. But you're going to allow a grown woman? Of, probably, he, he even said in the article, well, he said in the live that he taught his, his sons how to put on condoms at 10. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. At yeah, 10. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. So again, to anybody, including Boosie, who thinks that this behavior is okay, delete your social media. It's not okay. It's not okay. This You're isn't not okay. funny. No, this isn't funny. This isn't funny. Man. Anyways, you got to be kidding me. Please tell me something funny. Oh, this is funny. Please tell me. But this is also Please. sad too. Six nines $200,000 donation to No Kid Hungry was declined. No Kid Hungry responded to the claim saying, as a child-focused campaign, it is our policy to decline funding from donors whose activities do not align with our mission and values. Do you know how crappy of a person you have to be for a uh, nonprofit to turn down $200,000? A nonprofit. How crappy of a person do you have to be? Nonprofit. $200,000. Yo, he done burnt a lot of bridges. And only been out, what, a week? Two weeks? Only been out a week. He didn't already troll with Meek Mill. I just saw he trolled Ariana Grande. Snoop Dogg. He Dog. out here trolling Snoop Dogg. Now he's trying to give to nonprofit and they not taking it. I'm pretty sure the troll coming for them next. My man is, my man on a roll. He don't care. The troll is back, y'all. I hate to say it, man. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Your, your favorite troll has a lot of heat under him. And yeah, he's still alive. Look. How? I, look. Why? 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 Why can't you just sit back just put out your music and just stay out the way. That's too simple. Yeah, it makes obviously. It makes yeah. too much sense for 6 9 You know that? Obviously. It's not cute, 6 9 It's not. Man. You know what? Fun fact of the day, I just found out that he, he actually started out um, as a videographer. Did you know that? 6 9 He was a videographer. The worst and, thing that happened was letting him get in front of the camera, huh? Yeah. But I also found out that, you know, from his creative image and his creative directing, like, he directs his own video, uh, music videos. He All the concept, all the crazy color schemes and the emojis and just all types of stuff, that came from him. So he's creative. You know what I'm saying? He has a gift of creating. But it's not creating music. He's just using it in a very bad way. I don't agree with it. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Well, Nia, we got some more crazy news because uh, these NFL players just don't stop. I don't get it. So apparently, DeAndre Baker and Quinn Dunbar were wanted for arm robbery. They lost some money and they decided to rob people at a barbecue. At a barbecue. What the hell was that? They turned them now they turned themselves in and they did get out on bail 
on Sunday. But I'm just saying, though, you are a professional athlete. You go get the bag regardless. And you want to try to rob somebody? Granted, if it's true, if it's true, this is what we're doing. What's the problem? Is there just not enough money in the world or something? Or am I missing something? Like, it, why do these professional athletes always have to be connected to some sort of, like, crime? Why can't you just play play your sport, play what you wanted to do, what you wanted to do, and just stick it, stick it in it? Let me, let me tell you something um, from what I've noticed um, is that why is it that, you know, all these years you work, you work, you work, you work. Grind. You trying to get out the hood or you trying to get out of wherever you're at, whether if you lived in the hood or not, you're trying to make it professionally to be set for the rest of your life. So it's like some things you have to leave behind bad habits, terrible habits, terrible people, bad influences, bad habits. You got to leave that stuff behind. Like you're a professional football player and you are doing broke men behavior. Like you because you lost, you lost $70,000. Probably that did. Sounds, that sounds like a, personal problem yeah so you have to rob people and you know what you're in the nfl you lost seventy thousand dollars obviously you don't have any money so you you know you you think of this brilliant idea to go rob people where's all your money going so here's my advice to all of you who trying to get it out the mud speak to them man you know you you whatever talk you look stupid you're still trying to prove a point that you're this hot boy and you're in a freaking nfl but like a hot boy hot boy hot boy hot boy hot boy you that's why are y'all gonna grow up (laughs) are y'all gonna grow up are y'all gonna learn your lessons that the behaviors that you used to do or that you're around or that you grew up around it's not acceptable now because now you are a grown adult who is a professional athlete who is supposed to be inspiring the youth who's supposed to be setting an example for everybody around them can't do that and you want to go rob somebody at a barbecue Armed robbery at that. Armed. Idiots. You know what's funny though? Cody Lattimore said, hold my beer. Because my man got arrested on assault and firearm charges this weekend. He said, hold my beer, Nia. You want to go get arrested and you already know you're you're black men. They will drop your asses. If it ain't this, hey, hey. It's so many, so many young people that just would love to be in their position right now. And I just so know for many. a fact they wouldn't mess this opportunity up. No. People but, that 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 are deserving and really, really want this because they love it. They didn't take it for granted. You're taking it for granted. 
Now I really hope that your future, your future's at stake now. Your career is at stake. You may not ever be in the NFL ever again because you wanted to be reckless and stupid with your money. So you decide, and did they not think they were going to get caught Malik? That's, 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 the, that's what I wanted. That's the, something I wanted to know as well. Did you not think somebody was going to tell on you? You just I, try to rob me out of $70,000 and you think I'm not going to go tell the cops because you're a professional athlete. But that's what it is, Malik. It's entitlement. Nobody's holding these men accountable for their actions. So they feel like they can do whatever they want to do because they are NFL players. It don't work like that. It's foul. It's stupid. And it's very irresponsible. So my message for DeAndre, Quentin, and Cody. The reckless behavior, gotta go. You're an NFL player now. It's time to evolve. And, And doing stupid stuff like that, and you're jeopardizing your career and your financial standpoint, it's stupid. So I really hope they have mercy on them because you already know that this does not look good at all. And I don't know what their futures are going to be in this league. Man, we got to be kidding me. We got to do something different, man. Jesus, you got to be kidding me. Hey, man, let me, let me just, we're going to move on to the next story, man. So apparently Shannon Fry is salty that he was never, he was never as great as Michael Jordan. So he went out and said that, uh, Nobody in today's NBA would want to play with Michael Jordan because only thing Michael Jordan did was score. He had one job. Channing, honey, what did you do? And that's what I'm trying to figure out too, Nia. <laughs> what did you do, Channing? Because the last time I remember, the last time he was on the team, which was the Cavaliers, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was not the Cavaliers. He got traded that year to the Lakers. And I don't think he barely played that, that time, Nia. But when he was on the Cavaliers, on that championship team, what did he contribute, Nia? Fries. He, only thing I can see him contributing to was making a great podcast with Richard Jefferson. Mm. Solid podcast. Solid podcast. When it came to on the court, he was the 15th man on the on the side of the bench. And you telling me you wouldn't want to play with MJ? I would want to play with MJ because I know for a fact that if I show my butt off, if I show that I'm capable, he going to pass me the ball, first of all. Second of all, I know if I got Michael Jordan on my team, there's a 90 out of 90% chance that I'm probably going to win the game. What's his pro- what's his point? Um, what, what is he salty? Like what did he what does he want? Ego. He wants it, to be relevant. For what? You know, some people Malik, they just cannot st- people envy other people. They envy because nobody is ever going to make a freaking documentary about Channing Fry. I wouldn't. What the hell are we going to talk about? How he was on the bench the whole time, but uh... he should have sat there and ate his food. You should have just sat there and ate his food. What made him? 
So nobody wanted to play with Kobe? Because if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I thought a couple people wanted to play with Kobe. Kobe and MJ about the same person, correct? They about dang near identical. Now, granted, Malik, I do agree with him. If Michael, if MJ was playing in this era right now, it's true. Some people may have not wanted to play with him because oh, yeah. these new guys can't take that. They soft. I, I said right it. Right here. Right here. I said it. You're soft. You're going to run a social media. You're going to have little little captions, throwing shots, little subtweets. And then, of course, you're going to let the media eat it all up. Then guess what? That causes friction. In the locker room. In the locker room. Everybody knows your business. Oh, yeah. Man. You're gonna be a cancer, and then guess what? Somebody's gonna get traded. Give him the boo. Shannon Fry. You need help. Yeah, no. Nah. That was an awful take. Uh NBA Twitter, let him have it. Let him have it. And, um, let him have it like y'all let Kendrick Perkins have it, man. Like it Please. So back on. Some six nine trolling news. Well, he ain't even really trolling this time. I mean, I think he's serious. Akon and six nine, you want to battle in the versus challenge? Say it with me, everybody. Clout. Clout is a hell of a drug. Uh, that's going to be the biggest watched battle, though. Just off the strength of six nine himself. Mm. You already saw what he did when he came back. He had. The most, the most uh, people watch tuning in. Just the fact that it's six nine, and I mean, what is Akon's purpose in like? What does he expect to get out of this? Maybe that's, he that's wants a real question. Relevance. Maybe he wants the relevance now. When let's say, I mean, Akon is a no. I'm, I get no great. He's a great person, great artist. But when the last time we really heard of? I mean, Akon was he was doing some good things. He was um the last time I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing stuff for uh his home country yeah, he's doing yeah, yeah. a lot of good things for africa akon you should have stayed in that lane because we really about to i'm not about to watch it i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there oh man. i have no interest of watching akon yeah. we're gonna watch this you're gonna watch it okay and you let me know what happened all right cool <laughs> but I have no interest in watching either or. Now, granted, Akon, you know, you had some hits back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Now, he, if he was battling somebody else, you know, but 6 9 that doesn't even sound appealing. I mean, Akon most likely going to watch him. He's going to watch him. I don't, I don't really know, uh, no 6 9 discography like that, but I know it's, pretty weak i don't really listen to him for the music i just know that he's a a troll and he does it very well so and that's what that's what makes that's what promotes his music his trolling promotes his music that is that simple he's a great he's a great marketing person he does some great marketing creative he's a creative from what i read about him he's a creative he uses it for the wrong things but oh well i mean We'll see how that goes. So our last uh, last story for you got to be kidding me. Um, when I want to say what was it back in February or it was yeah, right it was before February. Corona. Yeah. Um, 
Pop Smoke's life was um, tragically taken away um, during the home of invasion um, and he was shot and killed. And it, the story itself didn't make a lot of sense to me personally, because, you know, um, he was, he was in an Airbnb, you know, and, and just a couple of hours before that, he had somebody in there, you know, cutting his hair and, things of that sort. Um, right. you know, of course it's a lot of buzz going around saying that, that it was a setup. Um, and so his murder investigation has been complicated by COVID. And, you know, to me, it's like there, it seems like there's been no progress with trying to get leads and trying to figure out who is responsible for taking this young man's life. Yeah. And so, it's just a lot of this story doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. That, that's what that's what their excuse is going to be. They're mm-hmm. going to because of COVID. Yeah, and I I don't want his death to become an unsolved murder because that's what it seems like. A lot of things have been. Come on. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Um. We know. And so again, yeah, we know. Um, so it's it's very unfortunate. Um, I don't know. We're just going to keep throwing out excuses. Sure. Here it is. May. June is in two weeks. And so it's been a while since his death. And there was cameras. There were, I mean, it was surveillance. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of questions that I have about his death. You know, like, why is there no progress being made? None. Nobody so we, we're how long are we going to use the COVID excuse? Just wait. They're just going to wait till all this dies down. They're going to, like we said, throw it under the rug. Like they do everything. It's a shame. This is America. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Rest in peace, man. I really hope that he gets justice um, because he was on his way to um being up next and yeah. jealousy can can lead to that and when people envy you um they do horrible things um so i i pray that he does get justice and that they figure this thing out there's no reason why there hasn't been any type of progress on this investigation when it comes to his death r.i.p man you cannot say pop and forget the smoke, man. Yeah, seriously, seriously. But uh, in music news, we are on to the next segment, Music Roundup. Oh, I got some for y'all, man. <laughs> music Roundup coming up next. Let's get it. Now we'll bring up the music for you. Now we'll bring up the music for you. Hip-hop and R&B. Guys, we are back with the music roundup segment. Um, it wasn't a lot of music that dropped like last week, but uh, we did get a highly anticipated album from the Toxic King himself, Future. So many Instagram captions. I'm just gonna so many, so many. I'm gonna scroll past. So he dropped high off life. On Friday, last Friday, um, I'm gonna say I am probably one of Future's biggest critics. It's not a day that goes by 
where I don't have an argument with somebody or why I feel like Future is not really this great person that these people speak of him of. It's just like, it's crazy to me. And it always leads between Future and Drake. One thing I do not like is when people, they put this person on a pedestal and then they just this disown the other person like the other person didn't do much. They do the, th the same thing with MJ and LeBron. I hate that. Why are you putting LeBron up here and then trying to make, come on, man. It's, you don't do that. But it seems like every future fan I know does that, which makes me not really like him like that. Mm. I hate to say it. He's a great, he's cool. He's a great artist, but he's not as, not as great as people pan him out to be. All right. It's not this top three artist. I've heard that he's top three. I've heard that he's top three. I heard that he's up there with Drake and J. Cole. This I've heard this before. I'm not kidding. No. Who said Thank that? Thank you. D don't worry about it, because I don't want you to come for the head like I want to. But anyway, let's just get to the music. How do you feel about High Off Life? So, um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I have to listen to stuff a couple of times for stuff to stick. And, sure. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was it was a lot better than what he put out uh last summer. Garbage. Wizard? Yes. Was it Wizard? I think it was. It was garbage. I thought Wizard was awful. Obviously, you could tell that he was so okay, okay. So we take from last year's project and we take from this year's project, right? You kind of see some type of character development. Obviously, mm -hmm. he was very, very hurt. And very, very disturbed last year. For sure. This year, it seems like he's in a better mental space. And that comes from high off life. He's in a relationship with Lori Harvey. Um, still got some baby mama drama, but I mean, when does he not? Um, you know, uh, I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I'm not like a... I like Future, but I'm not like one of those people where I'm like, yes, Future's my king and blah, 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 blah. Because I don't promote toxic behavior because I just don't like toxic behavior. Black men, come on, let's do better. Um, but it, to me, I'm, I'm looking at it as a character development for him. It seemed like, again, he was in a better space. Um, of course, Accepting My Flaws was dedicated to Lori. She obviously accepts his flaws. Um, multiple baby mamas, toxic behavior. She puts up with it. Um, but yeah, a lot of character development from what I see from Future right now is that he, uh, his music was sounding a lot better than it did last year, sure, for, sure. for sure. Because again, I didn't like that at all. It was depressing and I had to turn it spot. off. Yeah, and I forgot all about it. I just didn't think it was good. But we got a couple bops on here. We got a couple. Um, I like Tycoon. I like High Tech Tech. I like Accepting My Flaws. I like Outer Space Bid. I like uh, 100 Shooters, even though it's like a radio song. Too Comfortable. That's a mood. Yeah. Too Comfortable is a mood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's your Toxic King. So, you know. <sighs> Man. 
can't wait to talk about this. So, uh, when I, with me and albums, I like to, I like to listen to the features first. If I don't really rock with the artist like that, so I went to the features first, and I've heard that the features were pretty. They were good. All bad with with Vert with Uzi was good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I listened to Harlem Shake with Thug. Then I listened to Solitaries by Trap with Travis Scott. Then Trey in there with uh, NBA Youngboy. That was a good song too. I didn't think that would 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 hit, but I enjoyed that song. So after I enjoyed those songs, I was like, okay, let me just go down and listen to see what he got to say. And I was impressed. What's your rating? I gave it an eight out of ten. Same here. Same here. I give it an eight out of ten. But we had um. We were able to get another versus battle this week. Luda. Luda versus Nelly. Mm. Now, you know Luda going to bring the heat because, you know, he's from Atlanta. Oh, you know, of that's course. Just, that's what we do. When we from, you know, when you're from Atlanta, that's what you're going to do. You're going to step. Um, but E for effort for Nelly. Uh, Nelly had an incredible time, and we could all tell. Yeah. But you know what, Malik? This versus battle actually showed me that Nelly doesn't have as many hits as I thought he did. Mm. Now he granted he's on Speak he's on featured it. on some good stuff, but mm. uh he doesn't have as many hits as I thought. You know? Do you I think mean, that you do you think he bought his his A game though? Be honest. No, he didn't play his cards right at all. Because why are you playing Dilemma dang near towards the him, end? It took, it took him to around six A very years long old. time. Yeah, it took him a very long time to play Dilemma. I don't know why it took him so long to play Call on Me. Um, he just, I didn't like his setup from how he was putting out his songs. But also, I realized, we're, like, either way it goes, he was going to have to play either either if he started out with the lemon beginning or the end, he still didn't have much to work with. Yeah. But let's also, and I'm the next versus battle, please do a run, like a test run or something before. Like I, at this point, everybody's about to, and I, I appreciate Luda. I really applaud Luda for his patience because at that point I'd be like, you know what, bro? We're gonna I'm wrap it done. up. We're gonna wrap it up. I'm done. Because how many times did Nelly like? I mean, they Ryan Cameron many. called him Nelly Riley. That's a that's a uh that's a good name. Tiana Taylor said maybe he should put a band-aid on his Wi-Fi, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, you know, I'ma need the next versus battle, whatever celebrity is out there who plans on doing another versus battle. I'm going to need y'all to make sure you do a test run with your Wi-Fi, your equipment, whatever you want to use, microphones, speakers, whoever. Do a test run. Do better. If Teddy Riley and Babyface ain't teach you nothing, especially when you already about to get blowed out. Yeah. Yeah, he was. 
and I uh, went on the website. I, I want to get your takes on this because I know you're you're very great at this music thing. You're good at this yeah. music. I just want I just want to see how you feel like these rounds went because I I was questionable for one of these rounds. Uh, and it's, I'm gonna start with a uh, I'm gonna start with Dilemma. He so Nelly played Dilemma to like his last uh his last song, and uh Luda went with Lovers and Friends. Mm. The, I'm a big fan of Lovers and Friends, but I'm also a big fan of Dilemma. Who, who are you going to get an edge to? Like, is it, do you think it's a wash? Like, or do you think, who, who's, who won that round? That's hard. That's tough. The website, the website that I went on is saying that they thought Nelly won that round. Hmm. I feel like Luda slightly asked him on that. I don't know. Lovers and Friends was iconic, but so that is I, ex- Exactly. I don't know, Malik. It's hard. I know. I know. I it's know. hard. I don't know. That's that's one thing I'm going to have to say. I don't know. And I love, y'all know I love music. But that's tough. That's tough. Now the round before, Nelly played hot in here. Mm-hmm. And Luda played move. Mm. It, it, now, I might have to go with Nelly on this one. Yeah, I'm going to give it to I'm going to go with Nelly on this one. I'm going to give it to me. Now, now, both songs are very iconic, for sure. Right, right. Great hits. But I, I'm giving it to Nelly with that one. Because hot in here, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm, was that all the questions? I think that was probably all the questions. Those last two, I think, really just was like, hmm. Oh. I got the the best one. This is probably the best one. So round 14, Nelly played Air Force Ones. Luda played Southern Hospitality. Who are you giving that one? He was featured on Air Force Ones, right? Um, Is that his song? Or shoot, it says it's his song featuring uh Kajan. Yes, yeah, you're right. That is his song. I'm going with Mm. Tough. I'm going with Air Force it's Ones. Tough. Air Force Ones. Okay. Okay. I think this was. It, it could have been a better battle. If he played his cards right, he he yeah. could have kept it. He, and I mean, it seemed like man was kind of. Uh, oh, he drunk, was lit. He so was lit. Well, he had a good time. Hey, he had a good time. He did. He did. He did. You know. Yeah. Um. But again. To any and everybody who's trying to do a versus battle, please do a test run the day before. Please. Because you already know we all here in quarantine. Yeah. We all in the house. This is basically our only entertainment. The least you owe us is to have your ish together. Please. I beg you. Anyways. The Last Dance had an incredible soundtrack, Malik Brown. Let me pull up the soundtrack. Yeah. So, so one thing about me, Mm-mm. if you don't know, to all our viewers, all our all our listeners, I am a like I am a music junkie, and yeah. sometimes you'll think like I, I I should be a fifty year old woman by the music that I know. Like I know music before my time. Be mindful. I was born in ninety seven. Okay. So. I'm a true old head. I love old school music. And I'm going to say the Last Dance soundtrack was iconic. 
the music choice a one whoever is responsible i need to know who you are please i want to listen to all your playlists no seriously i mean let's start from you have you had three anita baker songs they had anita baker anita baker giving you the best that i got angel oh angels oh man angel is one of my favorite favorite songs sweet love come on now you know that's iconic but then you know what and then it's like you had step into a world iconic oh man money ain't a thing jay-z i ain't no joke eric b and rocky you know you got to throw in a little Puff Daddy and Biggie. And Biggie. Got to get Biggie them in. the world. They put some Osley Brothers in there, too. Osley Brothers. Oh. A Tribe Called Quest. A Tribe Called Quest, by the way, is one of my favorite, favorite groups of all time. So, shout out to them. Mob Deep. Shook Ones Part 2. Iconic. They going crazy. I mean, okay. Some of these songs I don't even remember hearing in... I don't remember hearing most of this stuff. But you want to know what's so crazy? When they started playing Still Not a Player, I said, oh, yeah. This is it. This is it. I got to go find this playlist right now. (laughs) Right now. And you know what I did? I've been listening to this entire playlist. This is going to be a pop all weekend. So, yeah, no, this this was great. Like, Yeah, we need to figure out... uh, the music director or something of this thing because they excellent music choice. I'm not as, as musically inclined as you. I know that for a fact, but I know some of these songs and I was like, yeah, this, this is it. Excellent. Sensational. Shout out to whoever is responsible. Shout out to the last dance, together. man. They did. They yeah, thing, no. Y'all. I'm going to keep talking about that for a very long time because I just cannot believe that we got the art that we did get. Yeah. But anyways, so Gunna's dropping this Friday. Woo! That's Malik's favorite person, by the way. Yes! So we are going to do an analysis on Dripper Drown 2. We dropped that last year. Um, Actually, one of my favorite projects from Gunna. Malik? For sure. For sure. What's your top song? Yeah, oh, my top songs. Oh man. My my friends know what my song is. I go to this song all the time. Baby Birkin. Mm. Baby Birkin is probably I don't even want to maybe the best. Uh, I'm gonna put it in top three. I'm putting it in top three. But I remember when this album verse came out. You know how they had the stars next to the, yeah, yeah. To the, I don't think that star was there, but I think I put that star there, Nia. Oh the gosh. way I played that song, oh my god, I put that star there. Okay, Baby Birkin is a bop. Malik is responsible for the star next to Baby Birkin. Give me my flowers, people. Give me mm-hmm. my flowers. Now the next song, I'm gonna do a top three. So Baby Birkin, Three Headed Snake with Young Thug, boy, they man. They snapped on that. Back and forth, not boy, straight bars. And I think with the last one is who you fooling. Okay, there we go. 
Lonzy said who we Lonzy who we fooling was in that that lineup, Malik. You're good with me. Nia. He took his time on who you fooling. That beat just made me want to just float. Just float, Nia. Yeah. That's all I want to do when I'm listening to. That's all I want to do. Yeah, who you fooling? He took his no. time. Yeah, yeah, no. He took his time on who you fooling. Seriously. My top three, who you fooling? That's my number one because I played that song over and over and over and over and over again. I'm going to have to say IDKY. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like, I'll rock with that. And speed it up. Speed it up. <laughs> Hello, hello, man. Gonna did his thing on this album, man. man it really took so. me a while to actually just get into get into it. It took me a while, but once I started really bobbing with this, I was like, man, this is this is heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my expectations are very, very high for this project dropping on Friday. Mm. Triple drown. Ooh, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah, we're going into crunch time. Crunch time! I got some good questions to ask Malik today, so. Got me on spot, y'all. Let's go. All right, y'all. We are back with crunch time, where me and Nia ask each other these hard-hitting questions to see what the person thinks. Nia, are you ready? Yeah, Malik, I'm ready. All right, let's go, man. Let's go. So, Nia, you pulling up the Chick-fil-A, man. You pulling up the Chick-fil-A. Get you a Chick-fil-A sandwich, eight-count nugget. It don't really matter. Just, you know, something to make sure that tummy full. And you thinking, you like, man, my mouth going to be dry if I don't get no sauce, right? Mm -hmm. But you only got two choices, Nia. They ran out of all the other sauces. You got to pick one sauce. Go ahead, drop one. Are you going to go with the Chick-fil-A sauce? Or are you going to go with the Polynesian sauce? Is this even a question? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know because I've heard some mixed reviews. And I don't know who to trust anymore. So that's why I'm asking this question here. I need to know. So... First of all, I didn't even know what the hype about Chick-fil-A sauce was until actually about two weeks ago. I was over one of my good friends' house. Shout out. Hey, Maya. How you doing, girl? Hey, Maya. So Maya been trying to put me on with Chick-fil-A sauce. And I'm like, okay, let me me see what the hype is about. Malik, it tasted like mayo and... Honey mustard. Say it, honey mustard. Something. It just didn't... It tasted weird. So I'm going with Polynesian sauce all day. Thank you, Jesus. And anybody who eats Chick-fil-A sauce, you're weird. That's right. I said it. You're strange. Because it's disgusting. It's so nasty. Speaking of speaking of sauces, have you ever tried the zesty buffalo sauce? Yeah. Okay. So the next time you go back to Chick-fil-A, Get you Polynesian sauce and the zesty buffalo sauce, mix it together. Chef kiss, amazing. Buffalo 
the zesty buffalo with Polynesian. Dip it in, dip your chicken or your sandwich in the zesty buffalo first. Then the Polynesian, make sure it's mixed really, really well. I'm so telling I'm basically you. getting sweet, spicy, and sour. Not necessarily sour, but it's pretty good, Malik. Take my word for it. I think I'm going to try that. Try it. Let try me know it. your reviews on it. Oh, yeah, I got you. Matter of fact, next time I go to Chick-fil-A, I'm getting that. Yeah. I'll put that in my notes. Yeah. Let, we, we'll talk about it on one of these episodes. For sure. You let me know. For sure. All right, Malik Brown, I have a question for you. Okay. All right. Now, of course, there's been a lot of hype this year about, or was it last year, about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Who's better? Whose spicy chicken sandwich is better? Popeye's or Chick-fil-A? Oh, man, I have so many funny stories about this for me. Oh, so if you didn't know, if you didn't know, I used to work at Chick-fil-A. That was my first job. Wow. Chick-fil-A was my first job. I worked there for three years, and um, Chick-fil-A was like a family to me. I ate Chick-fil-A every day. Which one did you work at? What's the chapel? Decatur, Trinity Place. Oh. Downtown Decatur. Shout out to Trinity Place. Yes. I used to eat Chick-fil-A every day. And that became a part of me. When this... Oh my gosh. I'm having... Man, this is bad. So the Popeye Popeye chicken sandwich came out. Uh, I was already gone from Chick-fil-A then because it came out, well, last year, right? It came out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried it when it first, before the hype, before all the hype, I tried it. And I was, I was like, it's pretty solid. Like, it's, it's good. Like, it's nothing special, but it's good. And then I think two months after that, it popped off. Like, everybody started talking about it. People was, people were, uh, getting in fights about it. They were running out of the chicken sandwich. Somebody died over it. Somebody right. died over the chicken sandwich. And that's when I thought I was like, yo, there is the sandwich wasn't even that good. And then people had the nerve to put Chick-fil-A in this conversation. Oh, the sandwich not better than Chick-fil-A. Are you serious? Are you really kidding me right now? First of all, there is no way on this earth. Ha- you had it, right? Why is the chicken so big? I had it today, actually. It's crazy. I had it for lunch. And I swear the chicken kept falling out of the freaking bread. And I, I think it's because it's like the sauce they put on there. But it's not supposed to be that big. It's so cr- it's so crunchy, crispy. Like. Yeah. And you got the nerve to put Popeyes in the same conversation. As Chick-fil-A. You, you skip Zaxby's. Because mm. the only competition Chick-fil-A has is Zaxby's. It's chicken sandwich. That chicken That's chicken it. Sandwich. Yeah. Nobody That's talks about that, though. Nobody. Maybe because Zaxby's isn't, like, worldwide, I'm assuming, or nationwide, I should say. I guess. But. But dang. Yeah, nah. So you're going with Chick-fil-A. I'm going with the Chick-fil-A sandwich, man. I'm going to ride with Chick-fil-A till I die. CFA4L, man. CFA4L. Man. 
That's crazy. I cannot believe we really had an argument about that last year. Man, that was a tough time for me. Tough time, bro. I had to, man. Anyway, let me just get to my question. Let me, let me just, bad time. All right, man. Got another basketball question for you. Seems like I've been throwing these back to back to back at you, Neil. I'm going to see what you feel about this one. Keep an open mind because it gets crazy. It could get crazy. It depends on how you think about it. All right, King of the Court. You know, I'm sure you play King of the Court, right? All the time. Play King of the Court. So you know how I go. I don't know. Is it always a three? Is it always like a dribble limit? Yes. Okay. Well, from what my coaches used to like, if I'm just playing outside with friends. Okay. Different, but yeah. So King of the Court, you have a three dribble limit. I got five players for you. Okay. Kevin Durant, Allen Iverson, Melo, Kobe, and Jordan. All in their primes. So let's not think about old man Melo or Washington Wizards Jordan. We talk about prime. Three dribble limit. I don't know if that makes a difference for you. I'm just saying. Three dribble limit. I'm going with Kobe Bean. <laughs> I'm going with Kobe Bean. I'm going with Kobe Bean. Kobe? I'm going with Kobe. I'm going with Kobe. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I'm going with Kobe. Oh, he going to get to the basket. And he gonna make something work with them three dribbles. Mm-hmm. Actually, you really gave me a very tough question because I, I, you know, if I had to, I don't even know. I don't even know, Malik. But you know what? Just to just to speed up time, I'm going with Kobe. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, Malik Brown. So you've seen Love and Basketball, correct? Yes. yes Who was ma'am. more toxic? Because I had this debate a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. Um, because I am not a fan of the movie Love and Basketball. Now I yeah, used I've to seen, be I've I used seen. to be as a kid, you know, because it was yeah. basketball, you know. Um, but and I'm not saying I love the film, I just don't I didn't like how the way as I got older I realized how bad Monica was treated and it pisses me off. So now I don't like the movie. Anyways, I say all that to say, who was more toxic in this movie? Monica or Quincy? Quincy. Why was Quincy toxic? Yo, just like you said, the way he treated her, like, this, I feel like it, it shouldn't have went to a basketball game to, to fight for love. And wasn't he in the, I can't, oh, I can't really remember. He was, was he having sex with some other girl in, Quincy, Quincy was doing all types of stuff. He was doing a lot of things. I remember. He was doing all types of stuff. Um, he always found his way back to, always but, found his way back to her. But you know, somebody made a very, very good point to me on Twitter that I didn't even, well, I realized it because we all knew his dad wasn't no good either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trash. Yeah, he was trash too. Yeah. But see, his toxic traits, he, his anger and his pain came from his dad and his infidelities with other women while he was married to Quincy's mom. 
So all of that hurt and pain happened at the wrong time when Quincy was in college. Cause you know, that's when I feel like everybody's the most toxic is during oh, for sure. your oh, college yeah. days. Yeah. And you treated Monica like crap for what? You could have left. I mean, it's just, it's just so much that I just. Keep it on a string, man. That's hanging by a string. Always having that person to go to when you don't have anybody else. Security blanket. Man, toxic. sounds pretty toxic to me, huh? Toxic. Yeah, toxic. yeah. Quincy going to get that. Quincy going to get that award. Yeah, okay. But For it sure. started with his dad. His dad is, is the king of toxicness. For sure. For and sure. then, of you course, somewhere. yeah, and then you, you bring it on your son. So, man. But, hey, that's episode four. Episode four. Solid. Yeah. Another y'all, solid one, man. Y'all know the drill, you know? Um, first of all, give us a follow on Twitter. Drop the links. I don't know what she's going to put on, but links. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, especially Instagram, y'all. We Please. we are really trying to build something great here. Um, we're just two people who love sports. We love the culture, and we would we really just try and bring y'all some really really good entertainment. So Show us some love. Show us some love, y'all. Twitter and Instagram at In the Clutch Pod. I'm putting it right here below as I edit at In the Clutch Pod. If Show you're listening. If you're watching, whatever, you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, and you can watch us via YouTube. Apple coming next. Apple Podcasts coming next, y'all. Apple's I promise on the way. you. Just wait on it. Yeah, I know. You're gonna get there. It takes time to be great. It takes yeah. time to be great. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking, and we're getting there. Baby steps. We have, we're only on episode four, um, but you can also watch us via YouTube. Check us out. If you're bored, you ain't got nothing to do. Just want to watch, time. get back, relax, and watch something, man. Hey, we got something for y'all. Perfect time. But again, at In The Clutch Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Show us some love. Tweet us. We will tweet you back. Yes. Um, I'm Nia Sapp, and I'm checking out. Malik, deuces, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.